Hello, and welcome to the second episode of David Explains, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I hope that you are having an amazing day so far. For today's episode, I will be explaining the history of the Cincinnati Bengals, the second Ohio NFL franchise. So to start, I'm going to start with some general history. The Bengals team that we know today was created in 1965 by head coach Paul Brown for the American Football League. Paul Brown would meet with the then governor of Ohio, Jim Rhodes, in order for the state to account for two professional football teams. He would do this after 17 amazing seasons with the Cleveland Browns. However, this would not be the first professional team named the Bengals in the city of Cincinnati. That team was created in 1937 for the original American Football League by Hal Pennington. Since the league was filled with amateurs, the team consisted of former college athletes that were led by former Ohio State star William Henry Harrison Tippy Dye. This team that was created in the 1930s was also known as the Bengals. Pennington actually named this version of the Bengals after the stove that was found in his mother's kitchen. However, they would eventually fold after five seasons. So when naming the more modern team, in the name of honoring the past, Paul Brown would use the same name that was used by Pennington. After creating the team, they joined a more modern version of the American Football League. Like in the previous episode about the Browns, and in any other episode in the future, this show will talk about the very first owner of the franchise in question. For this episode, I will be focusing on Paul Brown, since the episode is about the modern team and what most people think about in the first place. Let me be clear, Paul Brown was never really a business owner like many of the other people who created the franchise. He got most of his money and fame through being one of the greatest coaches of all time. So for this, I want to explain his coaching career that allowed him to be the man that many people know today. Paul Brown was born on September 8th, 1908 in Norwalk, Ohio. He would grow up in Maslin, Ohio, which at the time was a hotbed for football because they had both a high school and professional team, both named the Tigers. Even though he went to a very football-dedicated town, for Brown, football may not have been the most important thing in his life by the time he was in high school. It wasn't until the head coach of the high school football team, Dave Stewart, saw him work really hard at perfecting the art of Koval. The point I want to make about this is, to some degree, without Dave Stewart, the NFL world would be without one of its greatest head coaches and eventual owners. After high school, he would go on to the Ohio State University in the attempt to play football. However, he was not able to do so and would have to transfer to Miami University. The man that would become one of the greatest coaches got a head coaching job at Severance School in Maryland. From then on, Paul Brown would be making history. At the time that Brown started coaching, segregation was still a very serious issue. However, this is important because Paul would consistently add African-Americans to his teams, even though high schools at the time would shun them. To him, it did not matter what you looked like as long as you could play the game well. After succeeding in high school, he would go on to coach the Ohio State University and then the Browns. Not only would Paul Brown become the owner of the team, he would also become the first head coach of the Bengals. Now, time to go back to some general history. Unlike their in-state friends to the north, the early years for the Bengals were not as successful. 
Starting out in 1968, they went 3-11. and However, two years later, they would win the AFC Central Championship, marking the first time that an expansion franchise had won the division championship within their first three years. Later, after they had drafted quarterback Ken Anderson, they would win the AFC Central again in 1973, and then would get a wild card playoff berth in 1975, in which would be Paul Brown's last year as a head coach. It would be about another five years till Cincinnati would make the playoffs again, but it would be all worth it in the end, mainly because during the 80s, they would go to the Super Bowl in 1984 in 19, and in 1988. Unfortunately, they would lose both games. Despite making it to two Super Bowls in the 80s, the team would not make it back to the Super Bowl after the 88 season. In the 30 years plus since, they would make it to the playoffs on several occasions, but would lose either in the wild card or in the first round of the playoffs. Now, that could also be blamed on the current ownership of the team, in which that is Mike Brown. Unlike the Cleveland Browns, there have not been too many people that have owned the Cincinnati Bengals since their creation in 1965. The current owner of the team is Mike Brown, born on August 10th, 1935 in Maslin, Ohio. He is the son of the great head coach and former owner slash co-founder of the Bengals, Paul Brown. Unlike his father, prior to owning the team, Mike didn't really do anything special, so I will cover some basics about the man. During the 50s and 60s, Brown had worked for the Kinsman Marine Transit Company as a deckhand, which was owned by George Steinbrenner prior to owning the New York Yankees. He had taken over ownership in 1991 as a result of his father's passing. The most important thing of note from his career as an owner is the fact that he nearly pulled off an Art Modell move at the exact same time Modell had moved the Browns. In 1995, Mike Brown had felt that the Riverfront Stadium was hindering the success of the team. When the city was late on one of its payments, Brown threatened to move the team elsewhere if they did not get a new stadium. However, much like the Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals have not seen either as much success or a similar level of competitiveness in the team since the 80s and 90s, at least since Mike Brown took over as owner. Now, before I end this episode, I would like to name a few of the most notable and famous names. You've got Paul Brown, like I mentioned before. He was the owner and head coach of the team. Anthony Munoz, Ken Anderson, and Chad Ochocinco, just to name a few. I would like to say thank you for listening to another great episode of David Explains. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did creating it. If there are any other teams that you would want me to explain some history on, please let me know on all of Deep Dive Sports' social media pages. I hope to see you in the next one, and have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.